0: everybody, welcome back to another episode of Books, Spite Booze, the podcast. If you're new here, I'm Madison.
1: Hey everybody, my name's Alexis. Welcome back to the podcast. We've got an interesting one for you today.
0: We are going to wrap up um, our discussion on the Paris apartment, talk about if any of our predictions came true, which I don't think most they didn't. of them did. I'm just
1: going to go ahead. <laughs> nope, not a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> per the use.
0: We have a new bookstagram of the month that we're going to give you and, of course,
1: cocktail recipes
0: and dinner recipes as well.
1: And the most important part of our episode today, our con update. Yes, we
0: haven't. So that's why this episode is coming, like, a little late. I've just... Went to Vegas, came back, been like working on house stuff and trying to buy this damn house still. But we're She two has been weeks conquering
1: out? the adult world.
0: <laughs> I would not say conquering. I would say <laughs> struggling through
1: <laughs> the adult world. That's so exciting. Um, two weeks. You're so close.
0: <clears throat> two weeks out. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um. Knock on wood. Gosh, I need some, some wood to knock on. Make um, it happen. Anyway, but Vegas. Vegas and CrimeCon were amazing. Um, we had such a blast. The best trip. CrimeCon was really great. Um, we didn't get to see all, like, everybody that was there, of course, because, I mean, you're in Vegas. So we kind of had to, like, divide our time. But we saw, like, John JonBenet Ramsey's dad speak. We saw, like, a guy that lived undercover in the mob speak a couple people it, it was really cool like we learned a lot of of cool stuff and um yeah it was awesome
1: so what was the layout like for crime con did you just have the different events throughout the day at the same convention center or was it all over the strip
0: so it was all held in the paris convention center they had like three different um ballrooms set up So they would have three different main events happening at the same time and you would just choose which one you wanted to go to and go to that ballroom. And then they had like podcast row set up with all like the true crime podcasters that attended. Um, They had like meet and greets with people. Um, It's all put on by Oxygen, the Oxygen Network, um, which is like all true crime stuff. So Next year, it's going to be in Orlando, which is pretty cool.
1: Ooh, we can go and go to Disney World right after, go to Universal, make a whole trip out of it.
0: I know. Yeah, that we could. It's like, it's in September 2023. So yeah, I know. It's not Vegas now. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Anyway, Vegas. what have
1: you been doing? Um, oh my gosh, I feel like nothing much, uh, so as <laughs> horrible as that is to say. I finished my last semester, not like... The final one but last semester being spring i finished it and i just wanted to lay on the couch and do nothing and watch tv so i have been binging movies i I watched dune for like the sixth time that is one of my all-time favorite movies right now it's so good yeah um so i watched that and then i've just been hanging out with friends we went on a kayak trip oh my god okay actually on this kayak trip i do have to admit I was like, I'm going to be adventurous. My friends that I'm with are adventurous and outdoorsy. Like, let's do the whole thing. Let's go cliff jumping. Like, why not? And because there's a spot on this river where you can jump off, And it's not like huge. It's probably like 30 feet, which is the biggest jump I've ever done and so yeah I me there, too. jumped off and I was just acting like big and bad like it's no big deal like I was really trying to fake it till I make it I jump in this water I'm not even kidding I thought I was choking underneath the water on all of the water that I had swallowed like up my nose like my ears were like ringing my chest was he- like I got came up out of the water and I, I know these people pretty well but not like that and I'm like <gasps> it was so embarrassing but it was fun it was a good time we went pretty far in the river yeah but um that was an embarrassing moment from my past couple of weeks but it was a good time not as much fun as Vegas oh did you go to that restaurant that you went to last time that I tried yes yes
0: um it's actually not called Hex anymore fun fact it's like Oh, I can't remember the full name of it. Anyway, but it is still there. They combined it with another restaurant and took over that name. They still have pretty much the same menu. We sat out on the patio and had brunch there one day with like the bottomless mimosas. Yes. yes. It was it, it's it was still really great, so.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um if anyone's going to Vegas soon, you've got to go. It's I can't remember what hotel it's in, but it used to be the Hex restaurant and yeah it's got th- like
0: right in front of the paris hotel
1: yeah like right across from the bellagio fountains like you can watch yeah, the fountains yeah, go yeah. off but um they have like a 40 dollar flamingo drink that you can split that madison got the first time and then me and my mom got it when we went oh my god it's massive yeah it is do not it drive is. after <laughs> no <laughs> no but yeah that's pretty much what we've been up to the past few weeks But we did finish the book finally. Yeah,
0: it was a trip, so I cannot wait to get into our discussion on that.
1: Okay, before we talk books, let's talk booze. What are you drinking? (laughs) I
0: love that. Um, So... (laughs) I am still holding on to the theme of the book. I'm kind of like pairing our cocktail recipes with like the book we're reading anyway. So I'm giving a French martini recipe tonight. That is vodka. It's really actually really, really simple vodka, pineapple juice, and raspberry liqueur. Um, if you don't like raspberry, I'm sure you could omit and do like a different flavor Um, But you just add your vodka, your pineapple juice um, or your vodka and your raspberry liqueur to a shaker with ice, shake it up, pour it over your martini glass, and then add like a couple splashes of pineapple juice. I love pineapple juice, so I'll probably add a little more. But if you're not a huge fan, um, just like a little bit for the taste. And yeah, that's it. I had no idea that like there was like a martini and then a French martini and there's all these different kinds of different martinis and they're made
1: different ways. I love it. I need to get martinis more often. I know I get lemon drops a lot and I know that's so basic with the sugar rim and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I need to try like, like I know there's a Cosmo and I know there's a yes. martinis. I love I need Cosmo. to start trying more. Yes. Yeah. So maybe we'll go on like Martini month or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. You know, I've never actually had an espresso martini but I've heard like they're so good, and I think they're such like a good idea to. But you don't like. Okay, I can see the face you're making. Yeah, I'm
1: making a face. Well, okay, I will say I got. I've had it one time, and I feel like I need to try it again because I was freshly 21. I was at a restaurant. I was at Bonefish Grill. I was at Bonefish at the bar, uh, and I ordered an yeah. espresso martini. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I probably should give it another shot. But it was just like. Yeah, yeah, our palates
0: have definitely matured um, since college and uh, for 21. sure. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, me and Madison could put down a bottle of Mad Dog back in our day. Don't even question.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I could not drink that now if you paid me a hundred bucks. Like,
1: Mm-mm.
0: oh my gosh, it makes me sick to. For anybody who doesn't <laughs> know how me and Alexis met, <laughs> um, <laughs> we okay freshman year in college we ended up in the same hallway same dorm and we weren't roommates but we lived like across the hall basically from each other yeah like our whole hallway was like buddies and we would all hang out and drink together yes it was all thanks
1: to this one girl this one girl the first day when we moved in went around to everyone's door banged on the door and was like hall meeting now and like got everyone out in the hallway to introduce ourselves yeah. but honestly that was the best thing that happened in college because that is how I know everyone in my life right now you know like yeah. I met you I met Sammy McCardle who introduced me to Tim who I'm now yeah. dating like it's I mean it's crazy yeah so it's crazy that was so yeah. much but anyways we used to play beer pong all the time up in there and we would drink mad dog and like we were crazy. Yeah. it was fun but, was fun.
0: uh now yeah we went from drinking mad dog to uh espresso martini
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay yes but anyway
0: alexis what are you drinking
1: so i was like i can stick with the french theme follow madison's you know made this drink that i thought Love was it. french um it's italian so we're just gonna go oh, with I- it <laughs> Okay. My bad. Um, It's an Aperol spritz. We can all love a good Aperol spritz. Like if I'm going to be on a balcony drinking something in the summertime, this is what I want. So um, Aperol spritz is just three ingredients and you just do it on a three to one ratio. So like three ounces, two ounces, one ounce is what I did. And it's just I'm scrolling sparkling wine. So I used La Marca Prosecco. It's like $15 at Walmart. Not bad at all. You just put that in first, a little bit of Aperol, so two ounces, and then soda water, just an ounce of soda water. So really, really easy, but refreshing. You can put a little orange in it if you want to. I think that's what people normally do. I didn't have anything on me. Yeah, a little slice of orange. Super cute. Mm -hmm. Super delicious. Yeah, we
0: got in the pool for the first time uh, on Sunday this past week, and yeah it's officially it's officially summer in my book so where we left off on part one if you haven't listened yet go back and listen to part one because we are going to talk about spoilers Um, or if you haven't finished the book yet pause finish before you listen to part two so where we left off is we had just discovered that they are all a family shook yeah that blew my
1: mind so we have the family who is Mimi, Nick, Antoine are the kids, and then Sophie's the stepmom, and then Jacques is the dad. And they all live in the building, and then on the I think it's the second floor, right? It's going to be Ben's sister, Jess. Her ben is Nick's Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what floor she lives on, but Jess is Ben's sister. So Ben came and was living with Nick and his whole family in this building, and he went missing. And then Jess came out there, and she's trying to figure out what happened to him. So we hadn't really, we hadn't hit the good stuff yet.
0: No, we haven't. Um, The ending was a a wild ride, for sure. Um, Yeah, where we kind of left off, there were a lot of things that were, like, unanswered. We didn't know still what happened to Ben. We didn't know what the family secret was that they were hiding. Didn't really know a lot about the family. We just kind of knew that they were really suspicious, weird, and they were all like playing some kind of different part in this whole thing.
1: Right, like Antoine's a crazy drunk. Mimi seems like she's on the verge of a mental breakdown (laughs) <laughs> and then Nick is just fake, like just completely yeah, fake. Nick, Can't read like, him at all. Playing
0: the nice guy, but it's like very yeah. obvious that he's like not. So the first thing I want to talk about is how everybody in this building is like enamored with Ben.
1: Perfect word. Yeah, right. Like he hooked up with Sophie. The which blew my freaking mind <laughs> absolutely blew my mind oh my gosh yeah, so I didn't see that. and not just like casually like they were again like having an affair were, yeah like full on yeah
0: getting it on yeah like it was not just a one-time <laughs> slip-up um sure. and
1: he also hooked up with Nick I forgot about that for a second until you just said that but yes so he's yeah. just making his way around the family <laughs> And then Nick almost kissed Jess.
0: Mimi was like, had this huge crush on Nick. Like, she would have hooked up with him if he would have done it. Yeah, it was but actively trying. I just don't understand. I mean, I know they talk about how charming he is and all this. But, like, I don't know how every person besides, like, the raging alcoholic Antoine was so, like, keen on Ben. Anyway, but they Agreed. apparently... Apparently were. I was
1: gonna say one character that we didn't really get to see a lot of was the dad, Jacques, which I mean makes sense because now that we've learned all this crazy shit about him in the second half, it needed to wait. Because he answered a lot of the questions that we had from the first half of the book, like the blue card, who was the girl that was following Ben, why was Ben investigating the family, all of those questions, like all of that is around Jacques. So do you want to go ahead and get into where the card leads to?
0: Yes the card that she actually turned over to a guy that she thought Ben had been working on a story for turned out to be a card like an entry to the secret family club slash business which was basically like a sex trafficking ordeal where they had like All of these young women from all different places um, and they were like keeping them in the basement of this club and allowing rich men to like pay for favors. So basically like an underground sex ring sort of thing was how they were making their money
1: yeah and there were different tiers to it like if you just had entry to the club you could get in and see the dances of the women basically showcasing who you can have sex with and then if you're on the next tier you can go into the basement room and like have sex with the workers and the dancers and a lot of them were either refugees or people who had traveled to the country and just got in a bad spot and now they you know they've taken these girls passports they don't pay them barely anything they're stuck like they can't do anything so they're just it's a really terrible situation
0: then we also learn that sophie was actually used to be one of those girls
1: crazy i never saw the naked picture hanging up in their apartment to be her i really didn't i thought it was gonna be some random bitch
0: Sophie um, was actually one of the girls in the club who Jock fell in love with and married. Then we find out that the concierge's daughter was also a girl that was in the club who got pregnant and her daughter that she had was Mimi. Crazy. Jock and Sophie, the girl died during childbirth. Jock and Sophie took the baby and raised it as their own. But the concierge knew that and knew that Mimi was her granddaughter. So that was why she had kind of like stuck around for so long and put up with everything that she put up with was to be close to Mimi.
1: Yeah, that's all she cared about. And I love the scene where Ben goes into the concierge's hut and it's just all the pictures of her daughter and like... it's just so sweet like all she cared about was her family
0: really yeah I really came to like love and felt really bad for the concierge even though like at the beginning I was like she's so suspicious like she's kind of like a just a weird old lady but yeah after finding out everything um I really felt bad for how her story ended that was fucked up
1: yeah agreed um can we talk about Mimi's fake ass friend Camille for a second (laughs) like Yeah. Okay. So that like
0: threw me for a loop. So her and Antoine's wife at the beginning, like he got into a huge fight with her in the courtyard and Camille, Mimi's roommate, had been hooking up with his wife the whole time.
1: Crazy. Like I love a good lesbian moment. Throw it in there. I was not seeing it coming though, at least not between them two.
0: I don't know. I didn't think there was enough to like connect those dots. And then it was just like kind of thrown in and they connected it that way. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't. Whenever
1: (laughs) whenever at the end, um, Camille was like, yeah, I'm going to go off with so-and-so. Like, I can't even remember her name right now. And when I read it in the book, yeah, maybe. And when it said that in the book, I was like, wait, who? (laughs) I literally (laughs) was like, I don't. Who is that person? Like-
0: yeah, I did. I don't think I remembered either when I first read it until they like did some backstory on it. So, but we basically see like a huge family dynamic. I feel like is like a major theme in this book is like family over everything. So, like we have the manures, of course. I don't even know how to say their last. Name.
1: I don't really either. I'm, I'm sure, sure think it that's was right.
0: Really pretty coming out of somebody who spoke French is-
1: yeah, instead it makes us sound like we're saying like cow poop. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> how I feel. Like
0: it's just not meant to come out of my mouth. I apologize. Um and then we see like Jess and Ben, um even though they weren't super close and had kind of like grown apart, like she still stayed there knowing that she was in some deep shit and that there was yeah. some really bad stuff happening to find out what happened to him. And then also, like, the concierge and her daughter and her granddaughter, like, family is, like, the major thing that's just repeated and repeated throughout this.
1: Honestly, and props to Jess, because she flew out to her brother's apartment, who she doesn't know super well then she doesn't stop for anything. Like, she really never mm-hmm. gives up throughout the entire book. Every single time that mm-hmm. she has any sort of obstacle, she figures it out. When she knows that she's about to die, she just walks straight back into that apartment. She's like, no, I'm going to see what happened. Like, she didn't yeah. stop.
0: She didn't stop. And I don't know if I could have done it, to be honest, because that she knew they were all, like, after her and did not want her there at all. But... Props to her, because she did stick it out, and she did find out what happened. Yes. Okay, so let's just talk about it. Ben was alive. What?
1: I thought he was dead. Yeah, I didn't like that, to be honest. Okay, honestly, same. Like, I just didn't feel like he
0: should have been alive. Like, I didn't feel like it should have ended that way.
1: Now, however... I would have hated it except Jock died. I am obsessed with the how everyone killed each other. I'm obsessed with the fact that Mimi killed Jock. I'm obsessed with the fact that Sophie had her stepson's bury their father in the front yard. Like can we take a second? That's crazy. And like, ugh,
0: yeah, that was crazy. But like he like Nick was saying that he was wrapped up tight in the curtains. We did get that damn prediction right. Mm. Somebody was dead and they used the curtains to like get rid of the body. That part was true. But it was Jock, not Ben. Nope. <laughs> and he was like, it. he was wrapped up so tight. I'd never like looked at his face to see if it was like Nick. But that's just hard for me to believe
1: i agree i just think it was too easy that sophie was like yeah y'all can go like what and happened And like
0: another <laughs> huge thing is like how did sophie
1: get ben up to the maid's quarters by herself agreed and then i'm shocked that nick just like came to terms with what had happened and just helped carry ben down the stairs honestly i was down for everything and not my favorite thing that ben was alive but like i was down with it but the fact that nick was just like okay and then helped carry him downstairs right like it was like
0: no big deal
1: that made no sense to me
0: a guy that he kind of like held up he was still like stuck on the fact that they had hooked up in amsterdam and he like wanted something from ben kind of and yeah like he just like buried him and then moved on with his life like if that was really your friend and his sister comes looking for him you would think he would be but I mean I guess that goes back to the theme family over everything
1: yeah like at the end of the day Sophie trusted Jess because of Jess's love for Ben and her love for Mimi you know like it was a mutually beneficial situation for both of the families so like I get it it just wasn't my favorite resolution but I feel like I say that for every single book
0: (laughs) I mean, I just don't know how he survived being like stabbed like that.
1: Agreed. In the
0: maids' quarters for like days.
1: Like, doesn't he have infection? Like, did he have an IV drip? (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: yeah. Like, didn't he? Did he not ever like wake up and scream? Like,
1: like a blood transplant.
0: And he survived. Like after it all, like she takes him to the hospital and he survived. Ugh. I don't know. I can honestly say I loved. 85% of this book agreed all the way up until the end even when things were starting to like come together and unravel at the end I was loving it but that one thing I just could not get past like I just didn't see it ending
1: that way agreed and okay I'm backtracking us a little bit but I want to talk about Jess and the reporter's relationship
0: okay yeah let's talk about it
1: Okay. So Jess and the reporters, this is he, I guess he's not a reporter, but he's like an editor, I think. And yeah, he assigns yeah, the stories. Yeah. So he was giving Ben the stories that he would write, you know, usually a restaurant review or something. Mm-hmm. And Ben was on to something and had told the editor that he had a story and then Ben went missing. So then Jess reached out to the editor and they've been working together. Anyway. So they find the card, the editor is the one who found out what it was an entrance to so he took jess to the club which is stupid because he didn't tell her where they were going like she could have put on some sort of disguise anything because he's literally about to walk her into a sex club where she's not supposed to be in a family who owns it who's literally trying to kill her Yeah, he could have, like, at least given her a heads up. Any kind of heads up. And then (laughs) he walks in there, and they sit him right out in the open, not in even the private booths in the back, just right out there in the middle. And then that's when shit started going down, because they were like, oops, she's too close. (laughs) Uh, But I was totally a fan of the hookup scene, 110%. Yes. I mean, that sexual tension had been building. I was ready.
0: We needed that. We needed something to, like, liven up the ending. (laughs) Yes, something, give us something good, bigger. and it was also dark. Like, I feel yes. like it was really dark a lot, uh, the whole book basically, which I, I knew that that was how it was gonna be. But you know, yeah,
1: here we are, like, we love thrillers, give us all the dark and horror, and then we're like, no, too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then somebody lives at the end, and we're like, no,
1: no, not for <laughs> exactly no everyone must die and there must be a perfect comedic balance with the thrill no yeah yeah literally (laughs) but it was overall really really good like i loved how everyone like i loved the ending of who murdered who um i didn't really like that ben lived but you know whatever i loved how there was a sex club i loved that the wine was just a front for the girls like you would buy a vintage whatever if you wanted an older woman or like a whatever you know like a specialty cocktail, you know and i love that that was just a front for the whole thing i thought that was really cool um i mean what else i loved sophie in general sophie was my favorite character yeah i mean i even think that the
0: twist of them all being related in a family was the Huge. perfect twist at the perfect time like it was in the middle of the book you know we talked about reckless girls a lot like we didn't have anything 75% of the book and then like towards the end it was like just getting punched in the face with literally all the twists and turns Agreed. so i kind of liked that they she threw in that twist right in the middle um and it really i then i had to know what
1: yeah throughout the whole book i really was actively reading like i and i think she did a really good job of pacing and like keeping your attention and like giving you just a little bit each chapter you know just enough to want you or make you want to keep reading like the staircase where they can like peep out and look at each floor love that yeah i loved mimi okay this is gonna sound kind of gross but mimi having to sit in the closet. And watch Sophie and Ben get it on. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. That.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my God. That's
0: enough to put you on the verge.
1: We haven't really talked about Mimi killing Jacques. That's like huge. But that was crazy. That was wild.
0: Yeah. That goes back to what I was saying. Like They were all so enamored by him. Like Mimi so much that she was willing to kill her own quote unquote dad for to save his life
1: and can you imagine Mimi and like being her and having to read an email from or read an article that the guy you love wrote about your own family finding out that not only are your parents not your parents but they own an illegal sex trafficking club that your mother was trapped into then she died and then they took you like just took you
0: right right yeah I would freak the fuck out I understand why her mental health <laughs> was in the state that it was Literally. In. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the perfect close was the concierge going after her to wherever she was. South France? I don't remember.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That was so sweet. I think
0: that's what... Overall, give me your thoughts. Rate it. Give me your rating. I want to know your complete wrap up.
1: I really liked it. I think that she's such a talented author i think what's her name oh my goodness i don't even have the book in front of me right now yes lucy um i think that she did such a good job with the character development the plot the scenery like i felt like i was in this book like it was a movie it really was a movie for me in my head it was so good but i really didn't like the ending (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm going back and forth between a three and a four I feel like a four because I really like it. I can be convinced into a three. Tell me yours.
0: I'm in the same boat, but I was ultimately going to go with the four. Okay, Um, Just because, like I said, I enjoyed 85% of the book. Um, Fair. And that's big for me. I mean, that's big. Um, So, yeah. uh, And it kept me going. It kept me reading. I had to know what the end was. I loved... All the suspense, love the short chapters of course. You know I'm a fan. Yeah, I just hated the ending. Um not so much to for that I would give it 3 stars, but you know, if it had a a superb ending to it, I probably this probably would have been my first 5-star book.
1: Oh, I have not uh, had one
0: yet. I still have not had a 5-star book yet.
1: <laughs> that's cr- I think I gave my 5 stars to Reckless Girls. I can't remember. You did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. See, I think and about that was like
0: very understandable.
1: I have recommended Reckless Girls to so many people. And like I feel like a lot of different people can read that and take that recommendation. I feel like Paris Apartment is not that same kind of level. So I don't want to give it a five. I agree. I still will yeah. recommend it to people. Oh my gosh. But you know, like it takes right. a specific person to enjoy a darker book like this. But okay, I think overall, I, just because at the end of the year. When we rate them all, I don't want it to be a four, so I'm gonna give it a three so that it averages out to a three point five between the two of us.
0: Okay, okay, I like that. I, I I would agree. I mean, I don't I don't blame you at all for yeah, that. I'm re-writing. just looking
1: forward, and I feel um, like there's gonna be more books that I feel like are a true four. But we're still really right, in the season. One,
0: no, yeah, I, I for yeah, I get it. Yeah,
1: but I did um, really like sure. it. I really, really liked it. Like, I'll probably read it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I liked it a lot. I loved, like, um, like in, in Reckless Girls, I know we keep talking about this book, but in Reckless Girls, I loved the tropical feel, the island feel, the island vibes. In this one, I loved the Paris vibes, and it was more of, like, a gothic feel, kind of, even, like, down to the decorations of the apartment, The dark street that they lived on, everything going on at night, kind of. Um, So, yeah, it was a complete 180, at least, like, scenery-wise.
1: I completely forgot about something that I wanted to talk about, and I am sticking with my three because of this. I did not understand the protesting. Why was, like, what was the point of that? Like, what was the point of all of the protesting in the street besides the hookup scene?
0: yeah i don't even remember what they were protesting about
1: exactly it was not a part like i would have loved to have her like like somehow they relate to each other or like her be caught up in the protesting and like see more of the city so we could get more yeah. scenery like just something i feel like it was so random like so yeah. random the only thing it that's did was in that one scene. About...
0: yeah that's kind of how i feel about camille's character too she was just random she was was just just kind of there she added nothing if she wouldn't have been there i don't think it would have like hurt it
1: so yeah no i get i get that yeah yeah camille brought the party at halloween and that was it
0: yes that was it that was it but
1: yeah okay so three and a four 3.5 average
0: yeah paris apartment part two okay so now we're gonna jump into our recipes alexis what did you make this
1: week so this week, I decided to revamp an old recipe from last season. I did like a chicken burrito bowl or like a burrito bowl last season. So this week, I made a Chipotle chicken bowl. It was So good. Inspired by Chipotle. Of course, the wonderful Chipotle restaurant. I (laughs) I love But they raised their prices. So I had to make it at home because we're on a budget. So I just took um, a couple of boneless chicken breasts, you know, depending on how many people you're feeding. I just bought the little pack at Walmart that comes with like four to six of them, depending on their size. Um, I sauteed them in a little pan with olive oil. Uh, crushed up garlic cloves and cumin seasoning um, just kind of and of course salt and pepper to taste but cooked those and then I set the chicken to the side and let that kind of simmer for a second and then I took Mexican rice so like um, not Mexican rice what's it called Mexican corn with like corn bell peppers onions added that to a pot I did black beans um, and then kind of brought those to heat and then beforehand i had prepped and i did avocado and but yeah like other toppings like that like oh lettuce queso all of that um i actually did shredded cheese and then on top i just did like a chipotle ranch dressing stirred all that up over a bed of white rice and it was honestly so delicious i tried the new like like the garlic cloves and the cumin i haven't done before but i was like you know let's make it spicy let's add a little kick to it chipotle. So um, I added the seasonings to the chicken. So yeah, you just kind of compile everything, everything that needs to be fresh. I just cut up on the side beforehand, had it ready, all the lettuce, shredded cheese, all that. And then um, the vegetables take like 30 seconds, honestly, on high heat. You just literally sit there and stir and it brings it to heat. And then the chicken took like five to 10 minutes to cook, um, depending on how high of a heat you have on. Just cook it all the way through, make sure the seasoning is nice and good and Mix it all together on top of your bowl. Yum. It was Love that. So delicious. What did you make for us?
0: Okay, so we actually did something very similar this week. Um, and that was not planned, by the way. I am doing a spicy oven-baked chicken tacos. Ooh. I actually have not made this recently. But it's a recipe that I made um, for like my whole family one night and it was so good and I haven't made it again but um, I really want to. So what you need is half a pound of cooked chicken shredded. I used a rotisserie chicken whenever I did this recipe but of course you can buy chicken breast cook it and shred it up however you want to do it. You need an ounce of taco seasoning I usually use like um, a mix of mild and hot taco seasoning for a little bit of spice, but if you're not into like huge, a lot of spice, then you can just use like the original. Um, Half a cup of a diced onion, a can of diced tomatoes, fully drained, one can of chopped green chilies, fully drained. And 10 of the stand and stuff taco shells that have like the flat bottom. And then 8 ounces of refried beans, 2 cups of Mexican blend shredded cheese, and then whatever toppings you want. Sour cream, sliced jalapenos, salsa, chopped cilantro, shredded lettuce, whatever your favorite taco toppings are, add those to it. You're gonna start by preheating your oven to 300 to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Spray a nine by thirteen baking dish with like some nonstick spray. Heat your olive oil over um, over medium heat in a skillet. Add your onions and cook until your onion is translucent and fragrant. Once it is, stir in your shredded ch- Your cooked shredded chicken your taco seasoning, your drained tomatoes, and drained green chilies. And then just stir it to combine it and kind of heat it up if your chicken has um, kind of set for a second and isn't hot anymore. Then you're going to place your taco shells in your baking dish standing up. Uh, so once again, it's like the shells that have like the flat bottom. So you're not trying to um, like squish them all in there to stand up or they're not following over. I was able to fit in my baking dish. I think like. Eight. Um, and then the original recipe I saw, they were able to fit like 10. So it really just depends how many you're able to fit at one time. Bake the taco shells for five minutes by themselves, just to give them like a good crisp. Once you remove them from the oven, spoon uh, one tablespoon of your reed fried beans into the bottom of each taco shell and then top with your chicken mixture. Almost to the top of each shell, you don't want it to be obviously too full, but you want it to be full enough. And then uh, sprinkle each shell with the shredded cheese. Then you bake for 7 to 10 minutes or until your cheese is fully melted and the edges of the shells are browned. Remove. Do your favorite toppings. And that's it. Once again, like doing these with a lot of ingredients is kind of confusing and hard to do when you're on a podcast. But we are going to add the recipes to our website, booksbitespoos.com. So you can find all the recipes that we give you here. On our website.
1: Yes. And Madison's recipe. Totally just shit on mine. I'm going to do better next time. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was, yours sounds was great. So... It, no. 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 Yours no,
0: no. was like a healthier version. I would say of mine. Even though mine are oven baked. And that, that's good for me. I'm not going to lie. They're not like the most fattening foods. That I've given before. Yeah. So That sounds um,
1: so no, delicious. No. You've got it like. You give exact amounts like i need to tell actually what i'm doing instead of just being like yeah i'm i do avocado black beans and and uh corn and rice that's it and like but i swear i don't i feel
0: like when i'm saying this like And people are listening to it. I think at some point they're like, wait, what? What is she saying? (laughs) Like, I'm given too much information. So I don't know. I don't know which one's right.
1: Oh my gosh, no, it's part of it. And like she said, it'll be all on the website too. So all of the exact measurements and cook times and prep and all of that's on the website at booksbitesbooz.com, along with the direct access to listen to each episode. We've got pictures on there, bios, all the fun stuff. So check it out at booksbitesbooz.com. We're also available to be listened to anywhere where podcasts can be found. So you should check us out and give us a five-star review because we love those. They help us get sponsors. They help us stay on track, help us help you with better content. So just like give us a review, give us a little shout out. And then of course we're on Instagram at books, bites, booze, join our little community.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of Instagram, we are going to shout out a new bookstagram this episode. We just kind of like to do this as people that support our Instagram. We've been following them for a long time. We love the content they put out. And so we just kind of like to do a new shout out to an account that we really enjoy. And this one is for Potatoes and Paperbacks. First of all, I love the name, <laughs> it's so cute. It's so clever. Potatoes and Paperbacks. Anyway, it's like four girls. And they love to read and they love to eat, kind of like us. Absolutely. And yeah, so they post different book reviews, pictures of food on there, of course. And yeah, they're very similar to us. And I absolutely love their account. So go give them a follow for sure.
1: Yeah, show them some love.
0: So before we leave you guys, we want to introduce the next book that we will be reading. It is True Biz by Sarah Novich. Oh my gosh, I have already started, and I'm loving it so
1: far. It sounds so good. So I haven't started it yet, but it's about the deaf community, right? It's about like students growing up.
0: Yeah, it's about like ASL, American Sign Language, kids growing up that are deaf and either are learning sign language or they go to like a specific deaf school to kind of like learn sign language and things like that and Alexis actually took two semesters of ASL in college but yes. I re- I tried to but it was such a limited class that you had to get accepted into the class and uh, Alexis is just smarter than me so I, I never no. got accepted
1: into the class and Alexis I don't know how. Got- <laughs> because Madison's the one who told me about the class. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Like we always tried to get sign language in my high school and we never did. So yeah. I'm going to take it here. I didn't even know we had it. So I signed up and for some reason they allowed me in the class and not Madison. And so uh, I took, I do not know i took but... two semesters, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was amazing. Like I, I learned so much from those two semesters. I still am friends with my teacher on Facebook and she just posts so much information about the deaf community in general. I'm really excited for this book. I think it's going to be awesome yeah
0: it I can already tell you like I'm not very far into it yet maybe like a quarter of the way through the book that but I can I'm already learning so much about the deaf community that I did not know before yeah like I'm I just love the way the book is set up the way that it's told they have like diagrams in the book so that you are kind of learning sign language along with the kids at the school so it's interesting. It's very interesting, and I think it's going to be a fun one to talk about. And it's going to be a little different than our normal dark thriller types of books. Yes. So I think it's a much needed change up after the Paris apartment.
1: Agreed. And I think that this is a good one. If you've been like wanting to recommend books by Spooze to your friends, I mean, like, and you want to just go tell them about us now, I think this is a good book to for like new people to join in on. Yeah, so
0: for sure, it's gonna be a yeah. good one. Yeah, so we will cover halfway through the book on our next episode, part one, so definitely read um, about halfway through the book, and we will be back to talk about it. So thanks so much, guys, for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, subscribe, leave us a review, and we love you all. We will see you very soon.
1: See y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.